Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. You cannot possibly sit there and tell me draft season has not started because hot damn, here at Five Yard Rush, we are so many drafts in, it's not even funny. And I'm loving it. I'm loving every second of it. Let's get real, Murph. It's a new week, new podcast. How's it feel to be back in the studio, man? It's good. Uh, it's going to be the last time in the studio for a few weeks, so that's uh, it's strange taking it all in. <laughs> it does silly, right? But it's, I'm genuinely going to miss not coming here for a couple of Tuesdays. Um, well, I'm going to miss you not being here, mate. I'm trying to decide whether to go home and record from the bedroom or come to the studio on my own and record with whoever it is we're recording with that week. I'm not sure yet. I think I'll probably come here. The wife may turf me out anyway, so I won't have a, a say in the matter, but... Let's talk about that. So, <laughs> Murph, have you ever got home and thought, I could really do with a beer and then not had one in the fridge? Do you know what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you're the wrong person to ask then. The reason why is I've always got beer in the fridge. And that's because I always make sure I've got it stocked. But if you don't, you I hear you might have a clever solution to that. I do. What you should have said is, I've always got it stocked from beermenow.co.uk, and then this could have run in smooth transition. But, unlike Murph, my beer always comes from beermenow.co.uk. They are this week's, last week's, next week's sponsor. We've got them running for a while. The guys over there hooked us up with a box of beer, and it's been pretty good. Currently today, I'm drinking the Partisan Pale Ale, and Murph can be 
only described as drinking uh, liquid tar. I, what is it? It's a uh, that's not a nice way to put it. It is a uh, station one one nine black IPA. So it's black. So it looks like tar, and it's six point six point seven. So yeah, up there on the Richter scale of volume. Yeah, but it it's been it said the the bear was donated by the residents of Montana to the three ninetieth squadron. So this is about the bear that's on the front of the bottle. Good audio. It's described as dark <laughs> and hoppy with a deceivingly dry and light style. And it is. It's it's a delicious, very, very delicious beer. Um, very good. I like strong beers. I'm not a big IPA fan, but it is absolutely delicious. And I've read on the bottle, suitable for vegans. Well, there you are. If you're vegan and you want a beer, get yourself on the Station, one station 119 Black IPA. 6.7, so I wouldn't recommend having too many of those before you go out anywhere, but... Well, the good thing is they come in boxes of eight, so if you get four of that, one every day, except Friday, where you can treat yourself to all four of the lighter ale that comes in the box. If you head over to beermenow.co.uk, punch in the promo code 5 Rush, you get 50% off your first order, and a free snack. So, why not? We've done it. Love it. Yeah, amazing. Murph, the website, it's up and running. Were you tweeted about it on Monday? Monday? Monday. After your, may I say, stellar appearance on the Black Book podcast. Thanks, mate. I didn't realise it was an entire podcast with you as a segment. I thought you were going on as an interview. So I did listen to the whole thing. And it is good. The Black Book is worth listening to. We've had Joe on and he's talked about his book and the podcast. And maybe one of the other guys come on, possibly, if you can arrange that. Uh, Bogman has agreed to come on. Uh, We've just got to work out some times towards the end of August. Uh, because he tends to work through the night, and on top of that, um, he tends to... He's in California. So we just got to work out a little date, but uh, Scott Bogman, who uh, was the one who was slightly teasing us about girly things and how we do the combine and a few things, but he, he really wants to come on, and, and we'll make that work, uh, whether we have to do a early morning podcast or something like that to make it work, we'll find a way. Um, and the Welsh as well, I think, is... Also Keen, who's the other host on there, was quite disappointed to have missed out on the interview. They sounded disappointed on the podcast. They, I think what they actually wanted to do was just tear into you about <laughs> girlyisms. But <laughs> Well, what happened was, is I got, the, I got the message from Joe, and it was like, do you, do you want to come on the podcast? And it's like, how does, uh, how does 10 p.m., 11 p.m. sound Eastern time? And I was like, okay, that's three or four in the morning. So it's not just like the logistics of... That's quite easy. I'll just wake up at three, four in the morning and do a podcast. It's neighbours, it's your wife, it's everything else. So uh, I said, look, probably a no-go given the time. So then that's why Joe and I did a separate segment, which was uh, beautifully, beautifully um, segued in by talking about the whitest television shows of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it did just sort of pop up there. Yeah, it did. But uh, it was good. It was good fun. Um I enjoyed it, mate. I thought you represented Five Yard pretty well. Well, we will go on together next time, as long as it's a time that suits. We did record that quite late one evening. Um, but yeah, Joe's wicked. It's a lot of fun, and they have some great guests on there. There is a po- The podcast that was dropped before the one I was on is one you have to go back and listen to, because it's got uh, Jake Seeley, who can be found at, on Twitter, at All In Kid. If you're not familiar with him, make sure you do. Great analysts put lots of great work in. He tells perhaps some of the funniest uh, stories I've, I've heard, especially on a podcast. I will say it's toilet humour, and you'll get why when you listen to it. But it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It, it's a, it just is a brilliant podcast. Um, 
got a lot of time for that. Very, very lucky to have gone on. And uh, yeah, they, they went from Marcus Grant, Fabiano, uh, Jake Seeley, Mike Taglier to me. <laughs> Oh, no, no, that's, quite, no. that's quite a draw. No, it's not. <laughs> Don't put yourself down. You're a big fish swimming in the in the pond now. So good for you. That's no, good fun. Um, but the reason you went on was to announce a world exclusive that the podcast website was live, and now we're telling you, Rush Nation. So head over to FiveYardRush.co.uk. Check out the website. You can join the Patreon rush nation over there click the link or there's an advert for beer me now they are getting a lot of press in this one so if you don't send another box we are cutting you that's it dropped <laughs> done i will say you and and lee have worked really hard on that i i've i've stepped away from the from the website it's it's you know i've done a couple before but not really very good at it you and lee have, have spent many many hours putting that together and it, it looks it looks incredible we we it's it's been a labour of love because I taught myself how to website and then I asked Lee if he knew anything about it and he said, oh yeah, a little bit. Because Lee is the most modest man you will ever meet. 100%. The man, there is nothing that man, if it involves a computer, Lee can do it. Like straight up. He said, oh, I know a little bit. And then he's just gone in and wrote code and all sorts. And I went in one day and there was code everywhere and I thought, if I touch something here, the site's going to break. So I texted Lee. I said, Lee, I, I'm going to need a lesson here. So he, he then gave me a lesson in basic coding one night. And it is, it's there. It's available. And the, the articles are there. The podcast drop there every time we publish one. What have we got? Rankings. We've got strategy guides. Yep. They've been the, the labor of love for the last couple of days. It's a couple of days. Week so. even. And yeah, just, you can join, like I said, you can join Rush Nation over there. Um, We've got our consensus ranks there at the moment. We are debating whether to make our individual ranks available on the website or as part of the lowest Patreon tier. Not sure yet. Yeah, I, I would say let's let's do it this year. Let's put it on the the website, and then next year we will we will, we won't. Um, I'm happy to share projections. I know we've said that we we share them out, and there's a couple of people that did ask me, and apologies for not sending them out yet again i haven't put the scoring system element in it which will allow you to filter um and that's just something i'm just playing with uh before i send it out so a couple of you have asked me and i'm really sorry that i've not got it out to you but i felt the strategy guides were more important and there's been a couple of other projects we've been working on and that has predominantly taken the time and there's a few other bits and pieces i've been working on in the background with personal life um and other bits so yeah it's yeah i'll get to it this week um i should have some time thursday so hopefully if i do that i will instead of sending it out to people like i said i probably would i'll maybe send the file to lee and work out how he wants to put it on the site sure we can work that out so yeah the site is visible you can go see it fiveyardrush.co.uk lee and i are still making tweaks but at the moment it looks pretty sexy to me i will i will go out there and say it is the best website in the world I've got no bones of, of saying it. So it's the best website in the world. So if you haven't seen it, you are literally missing out on the best website in the world. And you're listening to the best podcast in the world. So why would you not check out the best website in the world? Well, it's got a ticker tape. I mean, is there anything more you want from a fantasy football website than a ticker tape? It look, I mean, it looks stunning. So yeah, I think uh, definitely go check it out. And also we're looking for content writers. So we're not necessarily looking for people who have you know, written a million articles before, but what we want is passionate people who want to 
get into writing and can offer something. So it's not we're not just looking for anybody just to write the odd article here and there. We're looking for people who have a real passion for fantasy football and they want to write about the game and their takes. And what we're looking for is, is passion. We're looking for people who can really back up what they say. We want some evidence in their uh, use of stats, not just stats willy-nilly, but just a good combination of explaining what we're what what the article's about and I've been sent some submissions and a couple of them were really good and a couple of them were they were fine but they didn't tell me anything it was just like this player's going to finish wide receiver 24 because there's a ton of targets vacant and therefore that's that's going to be the case and I, but you haven't validated why you think that player's going to one get those targets and two, it's it's not always that case uh, about targets that oh well, there's just 300 targets lying around. It doesn't work like that. Like uh, you players have to earn targets. So if you're going to write something, just make sure you really validate it. But we will read anything, and if it's something that we can work with, like we'll work with you. We'll give you very honest feedback. But yeah, we do want people to write for us, and this is a great platform for you to launch into, potentially getting paid for this. You're not by us. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't even pay ourselves. So no, but there, there there will be opportunities to put your work in front of other people. Um, you can just hone. You can get better. Again, it's it's not about necessarily being the most seasoned writer. It's about the passion and and providing some takes that you think are going to be of interest to people playing the game. And that's that's the key. And everything else we can work with and and offer advice. And we've got Rich on staff who, you know, he does this for a living. He does it for a job. So you'll have access to him. And if it's something that you want to take care of, you can bounce ideas off him. Um, he will give you some feedback as to what you can do better, etc. And, you know, he gets, I mean, it's a, it's a second job. He's not doing it as a sole career, but he does earn some money off it. Speaking of Rich, we should also talk about his boards. Here you go, Rich. This one's for you. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did mention last week because we had some some guests on, but uh, you know we do have an exclusive promo code with Rich King. Um, so even though he's on staff, uh, you know this is a separate venture he set up uh, before he came on board, which is uh, full draft kits. We used it for our home league. Um, we're going to use it for the um, OG league uh, when the draft comes for that. You haven't told me when it is, Kamish, but. Uh, don't you give me that. You're <laughs> just as replaceable as everybody else who hasn't contacted me to ask when it is. Okay, I'm asking you now on air. I don't know. <laughs> I'll find a date. I, d- I think there may be some cogs in that machine that need replacing, shall we say. There's a bit of deadwood that could do with chopping, and we might come up with some if we have a hole. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll cut the deadwood tonight, Ooh. and then... On the next pod I do, I will announce how many spots there are and we'll come up with some sort of creative, com- creative competition for you, Rush Nation, to join into the OG League, the original Why I Got Into Five Yard Rush Podcast League. And maybe you can join if you do, if you have the best entry into the competition. That sounds great. And what I'll do is I'll tweet out some ways in which that you will get noticed. Just some things that will get the attention of stocks stocks will have the ultimate decision I, i'm going to tell you now if you can get if you tweet us murph that is or five yard rush at five yard rush on twitter and ask for a full photo of us as humans so the entire body in it and you get a cardboard cutout made out of me and murph take them somewhere into your local city 
and take a video of you throwing an American football at these cardboard cutouts, you're in straight out. That's you in. <laughs> I, you don't even need the, if I don't cut anyone and you do that, I will specifically cut the worst person in the league so you can get in. Or we just expand it. Well, no, because that means they're even more special if they're getting someone cut. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine getting a loyal person cut from the league. That'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, Sparky's in there. He's at risk. Ooh. Nick's in there. He's at risk. Uh, who else is in there? Shots D-Dub. Fired. Risk. Loads of people. Oh, Greg, fired. Stuart, you're at risk. Max, you're at risk. Everyone, Josh, drink. You are definitely at risk. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So yeah, cardboard cutout, me and Murph, throw a football at it anywhere in the world. doesn't even have to be cardboard. Like, take it to your printer and do five sheets of A4 for me and nine for Murph. And then, <laughs> you know, he's a bit taller than I am. Throw it at a tree. Jobs are good and you're in. Love it. Oh yeah, and he has to be on Twitter, at 5 Rush. Mentioned it before. Get involved, Rush Nation. Just back to the boards, because we didn't mention the code. I was building it up. Oh. Yeah, there's a code. It's five yard, right? Five yard. Yeah, so if you plug, if you go to kingfantasysports.com, buy a board, put the code five yard in, you get 10% off your order. And it's free shipping, right? Free shipping, that's part of it. Um, So there's two packages. There's one where you can get uh, cheat sheets, rankings for all scoring formats and everything. So not only are you buying the board for the league, but you can then keep all the information for yourself uh, and win your league which is quite a good way of doing it. Um, <laughs> quite a good. As if there's a better way to do it than win your league. Or, you know, you can buy the the, the, the drop board itself. Um, it is fun. It's really good to have a board and a visual representation. Also really good when you've got a commissioner home league like ours who sometimes puts the wrong players on the wrong teams. That's what happened in the uh, five-yard rush. Or not five-yard rush, the uh, Epsom home league. That was a little bit of a debacle, just, just saying. <laughs> but that's fine. You know, that's what happens in home leagues. It's, it's not quite as sharp as the five-yard listener leagues. No, which are filling up. In fact, we've got another draft starting tomorrow, and it's uh, this league is the creme to the creme of leagues. Is this the tiered PPR one? It's the tiered PPR league. We have in here some absolutely stellar names. So I put it out on the Twitter that we were giving away um, a handful of spots. Because we'd put analysts in here. So we have in here uh, Ali Fontana from Fantasy Fix. Um, and we have Steve, who is a radio host for ESPN. We have Ethan Turner, podcast favorite, who is going to come on and do some work for injuries. Um, we have uh, Lewis Glover, FF Down Under, who we did the podcast Monday with that dropped. And we have author of Capodomics, Zach Moore, in the league. It's quite a stellar lineup, and then to fill that, we had uh, hashtag be like Dan, Dan, who not only subscribed to Beer Me Now but also became a uh, patron member. Dan is the founding, I was going to say founding father, but he's the founding cult member of the girlies. He, he is, he is numero uno, he will forever be number one. There'll be many patrons at some point, and you'll all be assign numbers and you'll all be great in your own way and we'll love you all but hashtag be like dan will always be number one always can't ever replace number one if we ever manage to get a reddit do you know how difficult it is to set up a subreddit it's a nightmare i gave up (laughs) i emailed reddit and said look i'm setting up a subreddit for my podcast can you please just allow me to create one they're like no you have to comment on stuff i was like i don't want to do any of that i just want to create a forum for our listeners 
we'll create a new forum somewhere else. We'll work it out. So anyway, yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Yeah, on Reddit, you can give specific titles to people for, in your forum. Dan is going to be like, uh, I was here first, or Dan number one, or founding member, or something like that. Yeah, king. Hashtag be like Dan. So Hashtag we can say. Like um, so the listeners we picked from there, we picked. Ben Rolfe, who is part of the UK FL with Rich, and also... He's not really a listener, is he? He's, well, he listens every week. Yeah, but it, like he's an analyst as well. He's an analyst as well. So he's an extra bonus, an extra analyst, but Big he's up, also ben. a listener. So we've got uh, Ash, who has joined our writing staff, and you'll see some content from him really soon. Um, then we have Matt Inkster, whose podcast we went on. He wrote a really long spiel about how he's learning the game, wants to learn from the best, and... Uh, it was quite a nice heartfelt plea. Um, FF Blues Brother, we picked him because uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any listens in Asia. Uh, he's just moved back to the UK, but he was listening to us from Singapore and promoting our podcast in Singapore, which, to be fair, that's quite a good reason. Uh, and Ryan Kelleher, simply because he just wouldn't stop messaging me that because he is, wanted to get in. He, Ryan is everywhere. He's literally everywhere. He, he, he honestly did he jump in me. somewhere else as well the other day? UKFL. Yeah. He jumped in last night because we had someone who I knew was not going to show. Um, and we should have waited eight hours. Uh, we waited an hour and I told Rich, I said, just boot the guy, he's not going to turn up. I said, I'll tell you now, I'm not waiting eight hours for this guy to not turn up. I'll tell you now, he's not going to turn up. Um, so I told Rich to pick Ryan. So, yeah, Ryan, Ryan sends me a lot of messages begging to be part of stuff. And, uh, you know, persistence is a virtue. And it's also, well, I'd say patience is a virtue, but persistence is also one. And <laughs> gets you lots of stuff because it means I, you know, will eventually cave in and quit. So, yeah. No, don't say that, man. <laughs> oh, God. I can see it now. The mentions are going to be... That's fine. I mean, we get mentioned in lots of stuff anyway. And uh, it does take something. He does actually come up with creative ways to get my attention, which is quite good. Oh. Um, so that's our league. It starts tomorrow. We're in other leagues. The UKFL kicked off last night. Um, some drafts had a bit of a slow start and there were people who didn't turn up. Some people had reasonable... St- we were in the reasonable start. We We ended up getting... It took a while to get going. We had someone who didn't show up. Um, then we had someone who took a bit of time to pick. And then we eventually sort of got going. We got a couple of rounds done like last night. Um, so it's just progressing. We've just made our third pick. So we've picked Lev Bell, OBJ, and Josh Jacobs. That is our team so far. Um, we'll see how the rest of the draft goes. Oh, and we're straight up going tight end with the next pick as well, guys. So don't take a tight end. <laughs> you know, we, we're going to make that pick before this goes out. <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. <laughs> it was. Um, the Raz Bowl kicked off. Oh, by the way, in that, if Melvin Gordon turns up, thanks very much. Good night. Ta-da. So the Raz Bowl is a, uh American stateside um, analyst's um, event there are some fans in there but it's majority analysts so we are in a league with bob lung who we've had on the podcast and uh, produces the amazing consistency guide uh and heath cummings from cbs is in there unfortunately he's not joined our little group chat yet so we're that's because on. he's big time he is he's, well, bob lung's big time but yeah but he's next level but I, I, i'm working on it we'll see what we can do um so we're currently in the sixth round of that i don't think we've picked yet in the sixth round um, but our start was in the 104 spot. We started with Zeke Elliott, then we went Todd Gurley at the 209, then we went Melvin Gordon with the 304. <laughs> if no one holds out, uh, we just need a couple of average wide receivers and we're all over this. Well, we picked up Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd in the fourth and the fifth round. And in the sixth round, we're eyeing up a couple of players. 
We'll see what happens. It could be running back because there's a couple that have fallen that look really attractive, but there's also some uh, a couple of wide receivers that we really like. So it's been a good start to that draft that kicked off yesterday. I know people don't really get like, stop, stop talking about your teams. We're in a lot of leagues, but the Rasball is very exciting. I think my understanding of this is that we're the only people in the United Kingdom that are in that. <laughs> oh, Rush Nation, get behind us. Back us in the Rasball because we're representing the red, white, and blue of Great Britain. I think there might have been someone from FF Statistics that was offered, but I'm, I've, Ben told me he was offered, but he didn't do it. So there might be, but I've yet to have that confirmed, but I'm pretty sure. If not, we're in the minority of like two. Um, so give us a follow. We're like representing the whole country here. There's 240 people. We have gone big in that. Like we have gambled the house and everything. But uh, yeah, if holdouts happen, then we're done. If Zeke doesn't play, Gordon doesn't play till week ten, then we're done. Yeah. So uh, just a bit of fun. So root for us in that. But yeah, check out the website. Check out our sponsors. By supporting our sponsors, you're supporting us. Also, the reviews dried up a little bit, and I know we did a competition. Keep plugging the reviews. Uh, we're over seventy reviews now, which is helping. But we could do with a few more. So. Uh, if you've not had a chance pass the pod as much as you can support the pod we've got so many great guests coming up i've lined up a couple for when i'm taking a small hiatus that are going to come on um we have some really great people scheduled for when i get back as well that are going to come on so um just forever grateful for everyone so far who's got us this far but we're really looking to just smash the next or this season so uh the bigger we get the better pop the better guests we get so, keep supporting the pod. I tell you what, Murph, this is what's going to happen. When we get to 100 reviews, the prize is going to be an autographed shirt. Ooh. Don't know who it is yet, because I haven't bought it, but it's going to be good. I'll have a look tonight, and if you are reviewed, if you review before the 100th review, you'll be entered with a chance to win the shirt. Amazing. And that includes everybody has already reviewed i mean i'm not just gonna say the next 25 are in with a shout or 30 or however many everybody who reviewed within the first hundred is going to be in with a shout to win the sign dot 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 shirt amazing why wouldn't you do it that is quite an intro to today's show murph 25 minutes in (laughs) i think it's because i'm not going to see you next week and i'm sad well i'm sad as well i think well hopefully everything goes well with baby murph and you know, Anna's sleeping, the baby's asleep, and you're sat there twiddling your thumbs and think, I know what's happening. Stocks is recording. Let me find my laptop. <laughs> so we don't we don't know when. We, we, we're confident Baby Murph will be here at some point next week. Uh, you know, it, I would say that I'm the 0.1% golem I'm back here next week. So I'm just going to plan that I'm not here. Thanks to everyone who sent a message so far just to say, like, good luck. Hope it goes well. Really appreciate that. Um, it's... An interesting time. <laughs> um, About to get a whole lot more interesting. Trust me on this, bro. Well, yes, that is very true. Um, so I've just been trying to get bits done, trying to get as much content written as I can for the, you guys for draft season because I'm going to be a bit more quiet over the first couple of weeks of August as I'm just settling into parenthood and um, get make sure my wife's okay, make sure baby Murph is okay. Uh, say baby i'm fully expecting him to walk out and probably take me to the pub on his first day because <laughs> everyone keeps telling me how big this kid is and like apparently he's huge so i'm fully expecting him to walk out with a suitcase and a wallet full of money and we're going to go wet his baby head you know wet his head in the pub the two of us because just keep getting told he's massive so um yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, but in the meantime, I'll, I'll try and interact with people as as and when I can. Um, if Twitter's a bit slow, just that's why. Just bear with. I mean, I'm sure Lee or someone will jump on and do bits and pieces. But if we're a bit slow on Twitter or getting back to you, you know, it's not that we don't love you. It's just I'm probably asleep or trying to sleep. Sleep? You think you're going to yeah, get sleep, bro? Come on. Mate, I haven't slept for 20 years. I'm hardly going to sleep now. Exactly that. <laughs> so no, it's all good. Um, yeah. So I think that's... Let's do some news. News. There's a lot of stuff going on in the league. Oh man, where do we start? So Tyreek Hill, not going to be suspended by the NFL following allegations of assault. The league went so far as to say Hill has not broken any conduct policies. Hill is back at training and apparently got carted off the field today on a John Deere Gator. I saw that picture. I liked it because we're now running those at work. But Ooh. yeah, flash now. Yeah, Tyreek Hill apparently was carted off the field with a leg injury. No more has been said. I've not seen anything. But that's not good news. Anybody who took him sort of as a value pick around the 10th, 8th, 12th round, well done. I mean, I mean yeah. it's not. there's nothing to say that something won't crop up. The NFL have been quick to say that if something does happen, they will act quickly. So... There's still a possibility of a ban, but as it stands, Tyreek Hill squeaking into the end of the first round in some drafts. Yeah, I I said this on the on the Black Book podcast. I don't for me nothing really changes. He he might creep up my board around, but not a not a great deal. I just don't I don't like taking players with that kind of uncertainty, and he is very much in that uh, uncertainty tier. So. I do think something's going to crop up. I said on the podcast that I just think the way that it's all being drip-fed to the media, that there is more out there. It's just a case of when it drops, not if. Um, this is very similar to what happened with Jameis Winston. There were uh, rumbles. There was an investigation, didn't really go anywhere. Um, then the uh, person who alleged the crime dismissed a civil suit. They, they pulled it, didn't, you know, they started recanting statements and then a year, 18 months later, it all popped up ahead because there was evidence that had been sat on that came out. And at the end of the day, these people who sit on this kind of evidence, they're in it for two reasons, to harm somebody personally and therefore want to do it at a time that is going to cause the most amount of destruction or they're looking to get paid or both. And and they're both you know likely outcomes. So I just think the Tyreek Hill thing, if you're drafting him in the first or second round, I just, for me, that's an absolute no. Third round, I could probably subscribe to that a little bit more. Um, fourth round, fifth round, fine. I think just be very careful. If you're naturally assuming that because he hasn't been suspended, that's the end of it, take that with a pinch of salt because every statement is there wasn't the evidence or there isn't enough evidence. And that is a really, that's not a we think this guy is innocent. That is we can't do anything because there's no burden of proof. And listen, he might be innocent. He might be innocent of all charges. But I just think the way that this has all come out, there is something still to come. Well, let's let's be real as well. Zeke was innocent from what happened a couple of years ago, and he still got banned for six games, and that stringed out into the season. Yeah, but it, he was the reason it strung out. But that then was... Tyreek could do the same thing. Yeah, but it'd be when a ban comes and then the appeals. What the NFL have done since the Zeke thing, and this happened last year with Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston violated the personal conduct policy. Now, it's such a vague term right it's basically if any of you are familiar with 
the FA, used to get a lot of these terms bringing the game into disrepute, which was just acting in a way that was negative influencing the league. And that's kind of the way you should view the personal conduct policy. If you do anything that negatively construes the image of the league, then that is should effectively lead to a ban. Now, James Winston should have got six games for what was alleged. I mean, he, listen, he, the thing to say with Winston is he never went to court and he never got found guilty in a court of law, but it was very clear he did harass an Uber driver and that is as a result is why he's got his punishment and, you know, he apologised to some degree in that. But because he waived the right to appeal, he got his suspension cut in half to three games. And I think for some people... To, um, uh, oh, God. Um, Hill just got exactly the same... Not Tyreek Hill. Um, Kareem Hunt, sorry. I had a mind blank there. Kareem Hunt did exactly <laughs> the same thing. He got an eight-game ban for what he did on the grounds that he didn't appeal. He just accepted the punishment. Whereas he could have set out 10, 12, 16 games. So people now are taking the punishments because they're lessened. And because it's not a court, it's very hard to overturn. So that's that's a really key point. So it could come out that he'll... I mean, he might not. He might be innocent of all chances. I don't know. I don't, in my eyes, it is what it is. I just think if you're going to draft him with a first-round pick or a second-round pick, I just be very careful because you don't know he's going to play 16 games. And we talk about the rule of 16 all the time uh, on the podcast. We've been talking about it for what seems like a year now. If people aren't going to play 16 games, I don't want them in the second round. There's people like Gurley who we take quite frequently because I think he will play 16 games. Do I think he gets the same workload? No. I think he gets 80-85% of the workload that he had, maybe even 75%, which still makes him an elite running back, given what he does. People are scared because they've admitted he's got arthritis in his knee. Anyone that's had a surgery of some kind, I guarantee you, Stocks, you've got arthritis in your knee. Yes, sir. So it, it happens. It doesn't hamper you now it will hamper him down the road do i think todd Gurley's going to be an elite running back in two three years time absolutely not do i think he's fine for this season yes and that's all i in a dynasty format i, I he's a fade but in a in a redraft format I, I don't get this because so many players now there are so many players out there every season that have some form of arthritis and handle it so it it's going to be chronic and it's going to be bad but they'll manage it he'll be fine he's been managing it for years so I'm not worried about him. He's not missed significant game time in the NFL. But yeah, just be weary on Hill. I'm oh. depressed now. I've got arthritis. Sorry, mate. That's all right. I knew I had it, but it's just the reality has hit me like a red bus. Fire the cannons. Devin White, Bucks' fifth overall pick, has signed his rookie contract. And that was on the eve of the Buccaneers. Rookies reporting to camp. Murph, good news. Great news. Uh, first, I mean, first round contracts always take a little bit longer than others. Um, Devin White it's a complicated deal because the Buccaneers the way they structured it to fit in with their sort of quite stretched cap so it is good news he's, he's going to be a great player there's a great story with Devin White actually that on day two of camp Bruce Arians came to him and went I'm going to give you the green dot so for those of you that don't know the green dot is um, Devin White's going to play a position called Mike Linebacker so that's when there's a microphone wired into, or its headset wired into his helmet, um, and they mark it with a green dot on the helmet. So they know when they're picking them all up in a rush, which one's the one with the helmet. And that's the one where the defensive coordinator, in this case, Todd Bowles, will talk to 
the Mike linebacker to arrange the formation on the field. So is he essentially a defensive captain? Almost? Effectively, he's a defensive captain. So it's always a linebacker because they're in the middle of the field. So they can see, turn around, see the whole field and how it plays out. Um, and they they're not ha- they don't have to be in a technical stance like anyone on the D-line. And then cornerbacks are a bit too far to talk about the formation when it comes to the defensive line. So uh, it's typically always a Mike linebacker. And yeah, it's a senior position on the team because you have to be a good communicator. You must have the trust of your teammates and you must um, really be able to just stamp a bit of authority to say, you're in the wrong place. You're supposed to be over there. You're supposed to be there. It's kind of like being uh, a centre midfielder in, in football where you're sort of commanding and telling people where they should be. So he wasn't aware of the saying. So Arians went up to him and said, uh, just to let you know, I'm giving you the green dot. And uh, he was like, great, cheers. Didn't know what it was. Didn't really ask. And then the the next the next practice, he's got his helmet on with a green dot, and he thinks it's maybe like some kind of leadership position. And uh, all of a sudden, you can hear Todd Bowles speaking, <laughs> and he's like, "What's going on?" He's got used to it. Uh, I think he's a little naive, but uh, he also lost his horse, um, Daisy May, on the eve of reporting to camp and signing his contract. Had a nasty fall, and the horse had to be put down. Well, Sold way to finish that with a silver lining. Yeah. But he's okay and he's happy. Well, I'm not surprised. He's now got a green dot. He's got a green dot and a, and a bumper contract. There you are, sir. Welcome to the big leagues. Teams reported to the camp. There's some big names put on the pup list this week. DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, Demarius Thomas, Sony Michelle, Ha Ha, Clinton Dix. Some of the names you're going to see on the pup. Now, these we expect these players to be ready to go by the start of the season. Maybe DT won't be. But this is... They're on the active pup list, is that right? Or... No, so the pup list is the physically unable to perform list. Now, But there's two, right? There's a, there's an, a willing, not a willing, and a non-willing, because no one willingly goes on the pup, I imagine. But I think there's, at the start of the season, there's like an active and an inactive pup or something. Yeah, so the difference is, is like you're, you've reported to camp. So if you physically aren't able to perform on the first day of camp, you go on the pup. Whereas if you have reported to camp and then let's say you get a knock, Andrew Luck is a great example. Andrew Luck has a calf injury. So he is, it's not a, it's like an unofficial list. So the active pup is just like, he's on the active roster. He, it's not providing any relief to the cap. It's, and some cases these pups are very short, but you have to have an, you have to have a designation at the start as in, are you ready to go week one of camp? People like DeAndre Hopkins, I think he could be even off the list now. I think he came off today. I th- yes. Don't quote me on that, but I think he came off. So just because players appear on the pup, it it, it really isn't anything. Uh, Julio, I think, might be on the pup, um, and we'll get to him in a minute. But, you know, I, most of these injuries are, are very soft, and it's just basically people just not rushing back people. So pup is always deemed to be quite a big thing. And with some players it is. You'll get some players who are on the pup. Um, I think Jason Pierre-Paul is on the pup now, which means he's not going to uh, play for a few weeks or you know miss quite a few weeks of the season. So you know, just keep an eye. But just if they're on the pup, don't mean they're automatically a fantasy fade for week one. It could just mean that they're sitting out the first week, two weeks of practice. Um, you'll also find that seasoned veterans will appear on the pup with the most minor of injuries. I mean, like sprained ankle, um, pup purely because the team or them, they don't need a camp to get ready. They've been doing it 8 years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is. So you'll find these veteran players appear on a pup list, and it's actually just 
we're just not going to overexercise him. Um, well, I heard Gurley today's being put on the veteran plan as well, so he's pretty much not going to train or play preseason really. Yeah. Oh, breaking news alert from Sleeper: Miles Sanders has quote unquote looked the part in camp. Well, that's he's only been there about thirty three <laughs> seconds from his hamstring injury, so he must be looking fire. I love it. So yeah, the just just keep an eye out closer to season about the pup list because if they're on the pup list closer to the season, if they're not a veteran, that's when you should start worrying. I would say typically the starters will play week three of the preseason games. So what you want to do. If you if you're not one of these people that is a big fan of preseason, um, and that's fine, watch what happens in the week three preseason games because basically the people who start that game are effectively the starters. If people are still injured, then have a look at further information on their injury designation um, and find out if they're likely to make a game one appearance, a week one appearance, um, because if they're still not really activate, if they're not really playing in those games, it's either they're just going to be sat out of preseason. Or they're not going to be fit. So that's a really key thing to try and look at and understand. Travis Kelsey is Gatecrest, the Chiefs fan's wedding as part of his wedding party. And as part of the NFL Experiences of a Lifetime program, the man's wife applied on Facebook through the link. And as a result, Kelsey joined in the proceedings. I bet that was a hoot. Oh, yeah. This is great. They put videos on the NFL.com website. And he's basically part of this guy's wedding party. So he's, his wife applied yeah, through Facebook and yeah he's just part and he's there for the whole day and uh i tell you now travis kelsey not a mover on the dance floor it's a it's a little cringy but uh i just think it's awesome when you see people do that to that fan that that'll mean everything to him so uh good on travis good on kansas city good on nfl uh you just you, know, you wouldn't get that here you wouldn't get like oh um Pierre Aubameyang's gonna be best man at my wedding. Like it just wouldn't happen here. Like it just wouldn't. So I I love this kind of story. Didn't somebody tweet Miley Cyrus or someone like that? Like oh my prom date has left me. Will you come to my prom with me? It was it wasn't Miley Cyrus. It was someone like that. Some massive American female pop star. And they're like yeah sure. So they went to the prom with this random sixteen year old. I think it was wicked. So just another thing of social media playing its part. Absolutely. I do have. I do have some news which has just come across to me that I believe Theo Riddick is signing with the Broncos. <sighs> it's not definite, but apparently he is taking a physical, or he's had a physical. He visited yesterday, I know that. So he had a physical yesterday, and it looks like they're going to be giving him a deal. But nothing has been signed. Don't at me if it doesn't happen. I'm just saying that it looks likely that he is going to... Well, if he does my fantasy implications, I'll start by saying that's the end of Devontae Booker. He's definitely getting cut. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. He had 54 receptions last year, which is quite high considering Philip Lindsay was the pass catcher. We spoke to Cody Rourke saying, and he said that Freeman was probably going to get a larger role. He's going to catch more balls because that's just part of a larger role. I don't think Theo Riddick really eats into either of these players. I think he's just going to be a change of pace guy. And potential injury cover for... Um, Philip Lindsay, if there's any concern about his wrist, then maybe just someone to, you know, they said change the pace or just to cover cover some snaps or cover some games or if if there's any injuries to go down, he's going to be better than Devontae Booker. Uh, quickly, Murph, just had a, Josh has sent me a trade he's been offered. He's going to receive Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones and he sends Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook and Donta Foreman. I mean, I, I don't like Dalvin Cook, so... Well, I know. I mean, essentially, you're giving up Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook for Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones. 
Yeah, because Foreman, Foreman's nothing in that deal. I mean, he might get a chance next season. He's not going to get one this season. I, I said pull the trigger because you're getting Zeke and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has top five upside. Essentially, his ceiling could be top five because he's in such a good offense. Yeah. If, you, if you're like me, I would take that deal because I'm just not a Dalvin Cook truther. And I've said it a million times. So for but, me... But I am. Yeah. I am. I love Dalvin Cook. And I think that that's a good deal for Josh. Just well, saying, well, drink. Then, yeah. There you go, podcast fans. It's a couple of drinks in the space of a sentence. <laughs> oh, Tony Romo, he's called Bill Belichick really, really special. I have honestly learned every time I'm around him, he is really, really special. He said that on 105.3, the fam. Good for you, Tony, filling up some slow Newsday stuff. <laughs> I had to put this in because when I read it, I was like, there's something in here. And I read the, I read the interview. And there has the, to be something in here. It's not. I was like, how is it? By the way, this headline I stole from NFL.com. So this wasn't. This was the fourth headline of that day on NFL.com. Well, another Cowboys, because Romo is essentially still a Cowboy. He's, you know, he played there all. The th- four third headline today on NFL.com was Cowboys do yoga. <laughs> Jerry's world's going out of control. That, this is why there. people don't like the Cowboys, because they fill our timelines with... with this sort of rubbish. But I had to put it in because it was so bad. So Melvin Gordon hold out. I personally think he's going to hold out for half the season. I think he has to return by week 10 in order to fulfil his contract. Yeah, I think it's slightly different to what happened with... Um, Lev Bell. Lev Bell, because Lev Bell was on a tag that he didn't sign. So that does appear to be the case, although people got it completely wrong last year. So I take that with a pinch of salt. I still do not believe he holds out. No, I think... I think. Well, I don't know. I don't think he can afford to. No, because he missed his first year, didn't he, with injuries. So he got an injury settlement for that. And he's not earned that much in his career. He's already... Do you know, realise, every day of camp, he is not there. He's throwing away 30 grand. That's dollars. So 30 grand for every day he does not appear at camp. Now... What are you doing, Melvin? He clearly has the money to throw away 30 grand a day. That's fine. When the game checks come, when you realise the game check... And people keep comparing it to Lev Bell, and it's such a completely different situation. I think I've said it on here before that Lev Bell already had a ton of money. He was already paid as the highest running back in the league. He'd already made, you know, with endorsements and everything, he'd made close to $100 million. He didn't, you know, an extra $14 million to him, he could afford to stand on the mountain of principle melvin gordon can't melvin gordon has family to feed he's got bills to pay like it, it is a financial strain and he is not gonna get he, we saw this with let bell let bell held out and he would have got more money last year than he got he's getting this year there's no guarantee you're gonna get a big payday in the market i think the charges get desperate i think they all get around the table and they sort it out i think the charges need him for a year I think that I think the charge needing for a year. I think Melvin Gordon just wants that quote unquote respect of being a top earner. I think they will do a deal where it will be heavily front weighted, and the Chargers have the cap for this. Heavily front weighted, with a little bit of guarantee money year two, and then nothing year three four. I think it will be a two year effective deal, and they'll either cut him or trade him or whatever. But I, I for me, I think Melvin Gordon plays. I could be wrong, but I just don't think he is in the same boat that. Left Bell is. Yeah, talking of holdout, Zeke is a no-show for camp now. He has to return by August the 4th, 6th, 
One of those two days. Yeah, I think it's Monday. In order to or Tuesday Monday, qualify Tuesday. for a unrestricted free agent come the end of his contract. So if he doesn't show, it's not beneficial to him whatsoever. I think this is just him flexing his his guns a little bit in order to show the Cowboys that he wants money. Yeah, so the difference between Gordon and Zeke here is the NFL has a rule about um, vested veterans. So a vested veteran is someone who has played in the league for four years. So Melvin Gordon is still on his rookie contract, but he's in the fifth year of it. So therefore, he has more ability to... He has more rights to hold out. So, for example, as long as he turns up by week 10, his contract will be fine. Zeke Elliott doesn't have these options. So Zeke Elliott doesn't have this ability to just hold out and, oh, that's another year. Because he needs to, in order to him to qualify for more stability later on, because when you get to a veteran, you, you get um, bigger injury payouts. There's, there's a lot of extra bonuses in terms of how you're structured and paid in the cap. Your um, minimum base level is, in, is increased. Um, pension is a big aspect of playing four years in the league. People do not want to lose their eligibility in the first four years. I think this is just a case of him flexing some muscles and trying to force the hand of Jerry. I don't think Jerry likes it very much, but I think they'll they'll work something out. But Let's head over to MetLife Stadium's locker room where the wide receivers for the New York Giants are... No, wait, wait, wait. There's no one in that room because they've all got injured or banned. <laughs> I've abs- If you've got any shares of Aaron- Evan Ingram, it's going to be worth its weight in gold for the first four weeks alone. Sterling Shepard has broken his thumb. He is reportedly possibly good to go week one. Wait and see on that one. Who? Um, Sterling Shepard. Well, he was out there today um, catching balls with his other hand. So he was out there running drills. Sorry, yesterday this would have been. He was out there yesterday catching drills with his other hand. Kid catches one-handed. He was phenomenal. He didn't drop one. It was it was incredible. So he was running those um, short slants like across the field. And you, you turn one way and you catch. And you turn the other way and you catch. Didn't drop one. And he, he, there was quite an extensive amount of tape on that. So, yes, okay, he wasn't catching with the hand in which he broke his thumb. But still he was catching. Still, he's still catching balls. He's staying fit. He clearly, I think if, if that's someone who thinks that they're not going to play week one, He's not out there now training. Yeah, fair. So I, I'm not worried about Sterling Shepard. I think he plays. He Listen, he might get some light work. It might be strapped. He might have to be a bit careful. But um, we saw... Did you ever watch the All or Nothing with uh, the Arizona Cardinals when Carson Palmer broke his finger? Yeah, but I don't remember it. So he broke his finger and they just strapped it, put it in a splint, and then he didn't miss a game. Like he had, And that was his throwing hand. Yeah, fair enough. So I, I think like well, I Sterling Shepard's obviously going to be out there week one. Then Corey Coleman's done his ACL. That's him for the season. And then Golden Tate has been suspended four games for using a banned substance. He has appealed this because he's going through the IVF process. And as soon as he found out the uh, medicine he was taking in order to get to the fertile process was illegal, he stopped taking it. So and he notified the league. Uh, yeah, and he notified the league. So. They don't tend to turn this sort of thing over, but I think they should because myself haven't gone through the IVF process. It is brutal. So the fact that he's only trying to have a family, and I think he should probably give him some leeway considering he gave it up and notified the league. He did everything he should and did do. Give the guy a break. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I, I feel sorry for people who are in this situation. You know, again, there is, but there is the black and white of you should check the ingredients before you put anything in your body. And it's a tough one. 
given the circumstances, he clearly wasn't trying to gain an advantage. He did it at a point in the season that there isn't any benefit to be had. Uh, I just hope that I hope common sense prevails here because I think that would that would be good. Or you know, worst case, a reduced sentence given like a two game ban. Just given the nature of it, I just think there's got to be a bit of common sense here that for something like fertility off season and that's why he did it he did it in the off season because he didn't he knew there were going to be some drugs he didn't know how it was going to affect bodies etc so but i do think there's a bit of naivety on his side that yeah should I mean, have checked but uh, you should check i i had a bottle of alpacin shampoo once and on the back it says uh, professional athletes take note this product contains caffeine yeah so check your shampoo brush nation because if you're competing and you're using it you're gonna get in trouble definitely Oh, my boy AJ Green's injury. Murph texted me that he'd done his ankle. I couldn't believe it. I was at a wedding. I was annoyed. And then the next morning, Murph thought he'd ruined my Sunday as well as my Saturday by telling me he'd done his ligaments and he's out four to six weeks. Scheduled to miss the first couple of weeks of the season. He might come back, but who knows? This hurts me. Hurts him more, I suppose, because I'm still walking. (laughs) Sorry, shouldn't make that joke. But, yeah, I think if you drafted AJ Green already thinking that he was going to have a good year in this new sort of Rams-esque situation he'd found himself in with new head coach over there. Uh, it hurts. Tyler Boyd as well. Tyler Boyd was much better last season when AJ Green was on the field, and now he's obviously not going to be. But then I think the Tyler Boyd thing was also because the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, didn't play all the games. The other guys... No, they, and... had, uh, they had a couple of guys towards the end who just... Well... Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Jeff, yeah, Jeff O'Driscoll. Ding dong. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, here's, here's, here's a question I'm going to pose to you. No, uh, go on. You're in the back end of the fourth round. All day, all you've day. Taken, you've taken two, you've taken two stud running backs. You feel really happy. You've taken a wide receiver in there. You're in the fourth round. You've, you've, you've looked at your roster construction. You think, I'm going to go running back here. Oh, wide receiver here. Okay, let's say you're on the turn. You're going to take one of each, right? You go for your running back first. You get to the wide receiver. You've got the choice between AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. Who are you pushing the button for right now? AJ. Ooh. <sighs> Why not? Why wouldn't I? AJ Green is not going to play 16 games. Well, no, he's obviously not going to play 16 games. But, but he's not going to play 15 games. He's not going to play 14 no, games. But, no, but what I can do is I know I can cover his weeks off at the beginning by drafting somebody, maybe reaching from another wide receiver slightly earlier. So let's say Dante Pettis. I could reach for him a round or two earlier and get another good wide receiver. And then when AJ comes back, because I think AJ is going to be good in the new system under Zach Taylor. So I think when he comes back, he was clearly frustrated on the side when he knew he'd done his ligaments because I think he thinks it's a contract year for him, one. But secondly, I think he thinks he can play really well in this system. So... I think he tries, when he comes back, he plays well. So for me, if I'm on the turn at the end of the fourth, this is what I'm going to do. I've gone running back first because I'm in, I'm in the first four picks. It can't, it's come back to me at three, four. I've, I've gone wide receiver running back. So let's just say, for instance, who's going to be available then? Say Dalvin Cook, just a name at the end of the second. I've gone Dalvin Cook and who's going to be there wide receiver-wise? Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Let's say I've gone Brandon Cooks. He comes back to me. I'm taking AJ Green and Evan Ingram because if Golden Tate is banned and Shepard isn't at full, I've got Evan Ingram at the start of the season who's could be the only cow in that New Jersey field. And then I've got AJ Green. I'll take Pettis or whoever is a good wide receiver slightly earlier at the end of the fifth, sixth. 
My team's rocking. So let's put this theory to the test right now because we've just gone on the clock in the UKFL. <laughs> so in the UKFL, we've taken Lev Bell, OBJ, and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. AJ Green is on the board. These are the players. Derek Henry just went the pick before, which is slightly annoying because I would like him to have got back, but whatever. So looking at who running back on the board, the only running back here I would even remotely entertain the fourth round is Kerry and Drake. Or Kenyon, Kenyon Johnson. Kenyon, no, sorry. Kenyon Drake. I was going to say, if Johnson's there, we take that right now. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. So Kenyon Drake is the only running back I'd consider. Sonny Michelle, Chris Carson. I think most of them fall around. So, so AJ Green. Where, where are we? How many picks do we pick again? Uh, quite a few, because we're picking at the 403, and then we're not. Uh, 404, and we're not picking till. We're not picking to the 509. So okay, essentially nearly two whole rounds then. So you're thinking it's eight plus eight, 16 picks. So you just put it to me at the back end of the fourth. And this is essentially the start. Yeah, but this is a real life scenario. So I'm t- Oh yeah, I know. But who who else is available? AJ wide- Green. Yeah, wide receiver here. Well, I, I need to mention two tight ends because they're here. Zach Ertz and George Kittle. I don't want Ertz. I don't want Ertz. So, so that's he's fine. out. Yeah. George Kittle. Okay. Julian Edelman. Brandon Cooks. Kenny Golladay. Robert Woods. Okay, so for me here, Kittle has to be has to be in 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 the, the debate. Yeah, fine. And then it's between Cooks and Green. If you're talking studly receivers, I think it's between Cooks and Green. Okay, so we're we're saying there's a short list now of AJ Green, George Kittle, and Brandon Cooks, and I'm fine with that. Like for me, I'm happy with Kittle. I'm happy with Cooks. I'm not happy with AJ Green. Oh, okay. But you know well, my feelings. No, yeah, no, no, it's fine. It's a joint but team. Yes, and there's, let's say AJ Green was going. I don't know what his ADP was. I could look it up, but his ADP on here is uh, 32. Yeah, but that's but it's that's not probably injury related, is it? No. So let's let's just say AJ Green. I've seen him go at the back end of the fourth anyway. So with his injury, he might slip another round. Yeah. So. If we negate him from the com- from the conversation here, okay, I'm saying it's between Kittle and Cooks, and for me, I think Brandon Cooks is the safer bet just because of the amount of people they've added in San Fran. Yes, George Kittle would be the number one target, but his yards after catch last year is unrepeatable. He'll get more touchdowns, which will negate some of those points. But I think Brandon Cooks, he's one of the most consistently safe receivers in the game. Absolutely. So it's a zero point five PPR scoring format. So let okay, I'll put it to you this way. Let's just let, let's say AJ Green falls. I mean, the chances are somebody listens to this before yeah. we get our next pick, and then or whatever, or they listen to somebody else. There are other podcasts out there. Yeah, but this is the greatest one in the world. We mentioned it earlier. And there's yeah. also the best website to go along with that. And that's FiveYardRush.co.uk. But anyway, let's say we negate Kittle here. We take Cooks. We get AJ Green on the way back, and then we go Hunter Henry. I'm just saying, or Evan Ingram. Yeah, and then we've got two wide receivers and a tight end. Or do we take Kittle, AJ Green, and then the drop off between the next wide receiver is that of benefit? Like, do you see what I'm saying? The wide receiver available there might be, I don't know, Pettis. Do you take Pettis as opposed to Hunter Henry in that spot? Had if you would you would you rather our team look like Kittle, AJ Green, Pettis, or would you rather it look Brandon Cooks, AJ Green, Hunter Henry? Rather without AJ Green for start. No, but that's, that's. But yeah, but we'll uh, see what happens. But but what I'm saying is, if he was to fall and we picked him, I'm not. I'm not overly. I would. There's upside and downside to to Kittle. Kittle, the upside is the relative positional value of what he will have. But if you get 
someone like Ingram in the sixth round. I think you negate that somewhat. Um, whereas Brandon Cooks is the safest player on hand. I think he's going to give you a very safe... His volume well, is safe. Murph, look, my love for AJ Green knows no bounds. Let's not pick him. Let's pick Brandon Cooks. We know he's safe. We do, we've got two of each position then, right? Yeah. Exactly. Good balance. Gives us options to go where we want to go in the fifth round. Exactly. So when AJ Green gets back to us in the fifth, we punch his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Someone please take AJ Green. No. Let well, pick- actually, here's the thing. So the guy who's in the sixth spot auto-picked in the last round because he took eight hours. So And now AJ Green is the highest player on ADP. So fingers crossed that is the player that gets auto-picked. <laughs> Are we commissioned this league? No. It's the UKFL. So it's Rich and... We, I mean, we're the mini commission of this Richard division. Richard King listen to me right now if that guy auto picks AJ Green we have got beef no we haven't it's we fine. have I, I think he'd slide right back to us anyway I'm all, I'm all for it um, we've got massively off topic AJ Green is AJ Green we haven't got off topic we were talking about AJ Green's yeah. injury we just like to put it in a proper a proper context so. we mentioned uh, we're going to fly through these last three bits Murph because we're Knocking on the door of today's show. Julio Jones says he's not going to play in the preseason, but we mentioned him being a veteran. Jalen Ramsey turned up to camp in an armoured vehicle because he is a G. And Flores indicates Ryan Fitzpatrick is winning the quarterback battle in Miami by some distance. Josh Rosen, just a nightmare for the kid. Yeah, but we all know with Fitzpatrick, he will be absolutely lights out for half a dozen games and then it will fall off the rails. So I don't think he needs to... Uh, with, worry too much with that being said our Devontae Parker pick for this year could well be early in the season with Fitzmagic slinging it <laughs> a once a year pick with him just saying Murph that's us done bro uh, this is yeah this is totes emotion. this is it no well, no, it's not it, we, we've got one more podcast we're going to do aren't we well possibly but I'm just saying if this is it I know on behalf of Rush Nation that everybody is wishing you the best of luck for your forthcoming birth of your child Thank you, sir. It feels uh, it feels surreal at this stage. Oh, mate, it's, it's <laughs> best thing ever. Trust me on this. Been there, done it. It's unreal, absolutely unreal. Head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk. Check out the website. Join up to the Rush Nation Patreon page. That's over there. Click the link or hit patreon.com. Search Five Yard Rush. Follow us on Twitter at Five Yard Rush. Download and subscribe. Hit the bell so you don't miss a podcast. No, possibly next time if not see you on the wire but as always Rush Nation until the next time we're in your ear holes keep rushing We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.